The previous Mishnah brought down two opinions as to who is classified as a mamzer. A mamzer is somebody who is born from certain illegal relations. And the halacha is that a mamzer is not allowed to marry into the Jewish people. A mamzer can only marry a woman who herself is a mamzeress, but he cannot marry a regular Jew. The question is, who is classified as a mamzer? So in the previous Mishnah, we saw two opinions. Rabbi Akiva holds that any illegal relation, regardless of how severe it is, a child born from such relations is a mamzer. Whereas the Chachom hold that it's only if the relations are punishable by kores, where one is, so to speak, cut off from Hashem, it could be he'll die early. A severe punishment which is delivered by Hashem only such relations would lead to being a mamzer. This mission is going to bring those two opinions again, as well as a third opinion. Ezo Mamzer asks the Mishnah what is considered to be a mamzer. And the truth is, the first one, which is Rabbi Akiva, is actually a slightly different version of Rabbi Akiva himself. Kol she'er bosor shehu Any relative about whom the Torah says you cannot have relations with them. Div Rabbi Akiva, that is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. So the truth is, the Rabbi Akiva of this Mishnah is a different version to Rabbi Akiva of the previous Mishnah. So it comes out we've actually got four opinions in a way, because there are two opinions as to what Rabbi Akiva said. According to the previous Mishnah, any illegal relations lead to being a mamzer. However, according to this Mishnah, it is only relations which are illegal due to them being related, only such relations would lead to the child being a mamzer. So for example, if somebody were to remarry the woman who he divorced, after she had married somebody else and then that man died or divorced her. So according to the previous Mishnah, Rabbi Akiva would hold that the child would be a mamzer. But according to this Mishnah, he wouldn't be a mamzer, since that prohibition has nothing, nothing to do with the fact that they are related. Alright, the second opinion is like the opinion of the Chachomim in the previous Mishnah. Shimon Atimli Oimer, Shimon Atimli says, Any relations which are punishable by Kores, by the hands of Hashem, so for example, the Arias, such as somebody who has relations with their mother, that would be an example, and says the Mishnah, quite an unusual thing for the Mishnah to say, the Halacha Kedvarov. The Halacha is like the words of Shimon Atimli. Now there's a third opinion in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Yeshua says, Any relations which one is liable to being killed by Beistin, a child from such relations would be a mamzer. So Rabbi Yeshua is sort of the most lenient, because he says only the most severe type of relations would lead to the child being a mamzer. And Omar Mishim ben Azai, Mishim ben Azai said the following anecdote to support the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, I found a scroll recording the lineage of people, who is the son of who, who is the descendant of who. I found such a scroll in Yerushalayim, the Chosvbar, and it was written in that scroll, So-and-so is a mamzer from being born from the wife of another man. Meaning somebody had relations with a one woman who was married to somebody else, and the scroll was saying that that is why he was a mamzer. And so we see that the scroll specifically said why he was a mamzer. And so we see that there is a requirement that it be relations which are punishable by the death penalty in order for the child to be a mamzer. And so that's the kind of Rabbi Yeshua that supports the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, since the punishment for having relations with an Ashish Ish is indeed a death penalty by Bastin. Nevertheless, the Mishnah still said that the halacha is like Shimna Timni. It should be noted that the three different opinions for what makes a mamzer is learnt from Pesukim, which the Gemara goes through how exactly each opinion learns their ruling.
Now, when it comes to all of the Arias, all of the women who one is forbidden to marry due to them being related to them, the prohibition remains forever. For example, needless to say, it is forbidden forever to marry one's mother, but even something like one's daughter-in-law. The entire reason why one is related to his daughter-in-law is because his son was married to her. So if one's son dies or divorces her, it is still forbidden to have relations or marry one's daughter-in-law. We see that the prohibition lasts forever once it has started, even if technically speaking she's not necessarily your daughter-in-law right now. However, there is one exception to this, and that is marrying one's wife's sister. Once one's wife has died, it's not enough that you not be married to her. For example, if you divorced her, that's not enough. However, the Torah does explicitly say that the prohibition only lasts as long as one's wife is still alive. And therefore, Ishto Shemesa, if one's wife dies, Mutabachesa, it is permitted for one to have relations and marry her sister. Gersha, if he divorced his wife, then that's not enough. It has to be only after Vomesa. Only if she then died after being divorced, Mutabachesa, only then is he permitted to marry her sister. Nisis Acher. What happens if after he divorced his wife, his wife married somebody else? It's also not enough to permit her sister. Only Vomesa, only once she dies, Mutabachesa is he allowed to marry her sister. Yevim Shemesa, if once Shemeris Yavim dies, Mutrabachesa, he is permitted to marry her sister. And Chalatz Lovamesa, if he does Chalitza with her and then she dies, Mutrabachesa, then he is permitted to marry her sister. But in the last two cases, before she dies, there is a prohibition Midrabonon to marry either Achis Zukukosai or the sister of his Chalutza, Achis Chalutzosai. And since that entire prohibition of Jabonon is based on the prohibition of marrying one's wife's sister, so the same rules apply that once one's wife has died, it is then permitted to marry her. Perek Hamish to Aleph. The focus of the fifth Perek is when a Yovom performs Mamar or gives a get to his Yivoma. Now we know that Midoraisa, in order to perform Yibom, the only thing which is necessary and the only thing which works is to have relations with her. That's the act of Bia. Relations, and that's that's how Yibam works with the Eraisa. However, Midrabonon, one is supposed to perform Mamar first, and Mamar is the term used for Kiddushin, which is done on a Yavama. On the other hand, in order to free the Yavama, for her to be able to marry somebody else, the only way to do so is by performing Chalitza with her. Midoraisa or Get won't work, unless you've already done Yibam, in which case you're a regular husband and wife. But before he has done Yibam, only Chalitza frees her to marry somebody else. Only that can get rid of the Zika. But if he gives her a get, Midraisa, that does nothing. However, Midrabonon, since people are much more familiar with regular Kiddushin and a regular get, if somebody were to do Marmor on his Shemeris Yovam, and Midraisa, that means nothing, so we would say that he is still able to do Yibum on a different Shemeris Yovam. And all of the wives of the man who died are still forbidden to marry somebody else. If that was the halacha when somebody did mamar, or when somebody gave a get, they would think that the same halacha applies when somebody does yibum or chalitza. So people would be led to think that just like after you have performed mamar on one Shemeris Yovam, it is permitted to do yibum because the zikah still exists to another Shemeris Yovam, another wife of the same man who died. The same would apply after yibum and chalitza. But of course, after one has performed Yibam Mochalitza, it's forbidden to then do anything with the other wives. Or the same would apply for another brother. If, let's say, one brother performs Mamar, so it's still permitted for a different brother to now perform Yibam. But people would be led to think that that applies even after a brother performs Yibam. That there is still room for another brother to perform Yibam. They won't realize that the Zika has ended. 
and therefore Midrabanan, as soon as somebody has done has given a get or done Mamor with his Shemaris Yovam, he is forbidden to marry her relatives, just like it's forbidden to marry the relatives of one's Chalutza or Yavama. Which means that Midrabanon, we view the Mamar and Get as if they did do something. And as a result of that, just like it is forbidden to perform Yibum after one has performed Chalitza, it is also forbidden to perform Yibum after one has given her a Get. And so he'll have to give her Chalitza. As well as that, if one does Mamar with a Shmeres Yavam, and then decides to do Chalitza, it's not enough just to do Chalitza, he also has to give her a Get for the Mamar. Because Midrabonon, we view the Mamar as being valid, like a regular Kiddushin. And so he would need to give her a get for the Mamar, and then to perform Chalitza in order to free her Zika, and to free her to allow her to marry somebody else. So there are lots of different rules over here, and the entire Perak will bring lots of different cases, so the rules will become clearer throughout the Perak. Now this Perak opens up with the Machlokas between and Gamliel and the Chachomim. And let's imagine there are three brothers, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and Reuven is married to both Chana and Miriam, two women who are not related to each other. And then Reuven dies. So you're left with two Yevomais, Chana and Miriam, and two Yevomim, Shimon and Levi. So let's imagine Shimon gives a get to Chana. So of course, with the Eraisa, that means nothing. But Midrabonon, it certainly does mean something. And according to Rabban Gamliel, Midrabonon, we view the get exactly like Chalitza. So just like when it comes to Chalitza, the Chalitza of one Yovom and one Yovoma gets rid of the Zika of all of the Yovomim and all of the Yovomais, all of the wives of the man who died are now permitted to marry, as soon as just one of them has received Yibam or Chalitza. So too, when a when Shimon gives a get to Chana, that affects all of the Yavamim and all of the Yavames. So just like after Chalitza, if let's say Shimon had performed Chalitza with Chana, the halacha would be that it is now forbidden for Shimon to marry the relatives of Chana, and it would be forbidden for both Shimon and Levi to marry the Tzara, to do Yibam with the Tzara, Miriam. So too, the same applies when he gives her a get. And because of that, if the other brother, Levi, then gives a get to either Miriam or Hannah, that get does nothing. Meaning, Levi will still be allowed to marry the relatives of the woman he gave a get to. Why? Because if you think about it, mid the get means nothing. And mid a get means everything. mid we view the get exactly like Chalitza. Which means that the first get, on a mid level, is considered like Chalitza. It's totally clear that if Shimon were to perform Chalitza with Chana, and then Levi were to do Chalitza, his Chalitza would be meaningless, because there is no longer any, any Zika, so too with a get. And therefore, Amin Gamliel, Amin Gamliel says, in get achar get, there is no get after the first get, because on the Midrabanon level, there is no Zika remaining. Now there's also another scenario, which would be if Shimon gave a get to the Tzara, so after giving a get to Hannah, he gave a get to Miriam. That would be another example where that get would be meaningless. On a similar note, v'lay mamar acha mamar. A second mamar is also not valid after a first mamar has been done. If let's say Shimon did mamar with Hannah, midirai, so that means nothing. Midirabonon, according to Roman Gamliel, we view that as full yibum. Which means that on a Midrabonon level, in the framework of Midrabonon, there is no longer a Zika. Which means that the second Mamar would be meaningless, whether it means that Levi did Mamar on one of the wives, or if Shimon did Mamar on the other wife, 
Either way, the Mamre is meaningless, according to Roman Gamliel. Ramification being that he will still be able to marry the relatives of the Yavama who received the second get or Mamar. Alright, now the next part of the mission that everybody agrees to, there is no relations, referring to Yibum. After Yibum has already been done, and a second Chalitza is not valid after Chalitza has been done, because certainly after Yibum or Chalitza, the Zika of all of the Yavamim and all of the Yavamais has been removed. Now the Chachom argue in the case of Get and Ma'amar, because according to the Chachomim, even in the framework of Midrabonon, where the Get and Ma'amar do do something, they are not viewed as being on the same level as Chalitza and Yibum. Midrabonon, the Get and Ma'amar affect the Zika. They weaken the Zika, but they do not remove the Zika totally, and therefore there is still room for a second Mamar or a second Get to do something. The Chachom and the Chachom say, Yes, Get, Achar, Get. A second Get is valid even after the first Get has been done. So, for example, if Shimon gave a Get to Chana and then Levi gave a Get to Chana, Levi would also be forbidden to marry the relatives of Chana. And there's also Mamar after the first Mamar. So, if let's say Shimon did Mamar on Chana, and then Shimon did Marmar on Miriam, or Levi did Marmar on Chana or Miriam, he would be forbidden to marry her relatives as well. But everybody agrees that after Yibum or Chalitza has been done, then there is no Zika left at all. Mishnah Beis, Ketzad, how so? And at the beginning, the Mishnah is just going to explain the general laws which apply when somebody does Marmar or Get. And later on in the Perak, we'll reach an explanation of different cases which would explain the first Mishnah which we just saw. But for now, also Mamar if somebody does Mamar with his Yavama, and we're discussing a case where there is only one Yavam and one Yavama. So let's say Shimon and Chana. So Shimon did Mamar with his Yavama Chana, and then after doing Mamar of an Asana Get, he gave her a Get. So the Get gets rid of the Mamar, but she still requires Chalitza, Tzvichem and Chalitza, in order to be able to marry somebody else. What happens if also Mamar of a Chalitza? He did Mamar with Chana and Chalitza. So there's no longer a Zika anymore. She's technically free to marry somebody else. However, Midra Bonon, because of the Mamar, she's considered married to him. And to get rid of the Mamar, the Chalitza doesn't help. And this is pretty much the rule for all of these Mishnayas. The only way to get rid of Mamar, just like regular Kedushin, is by giving her a get. And the only way to get rid of the Zika is by performing Chalitza. So in this case where he did Mamar and then Chalitza to Yichemenu get, she requires a get from him to get rid of the Mamar. Also Mamar of Vo'al, if he did Mamar with Chana and then did Yibum, then they had relations, Haizuk Mitzvasa. That's according to its mitzvah, that's perfect. That is exactly what needs to be done in a regular case of Yibum. Midra one is supposed to perform Mamar first, and then to perform the mitzvah of Yibum. Mishnah Gimel, Nosan Get Vosa Mamar. If Shimon gave a get to Chana, and then he did Mamar. So in this case, the get is not enough to get rid of the Mamar, because the get was done before the Mamar. So there still exists a state of Kiddushin right now, between Shimon and Chana, and therefore Tzricha Get. She requires a get to get rid of the Mamar, Vachalitza, and Chalitza to get rid of the Zika. Nosan Get Uvo'al. If he gave her a get and then did Yibum with her, so Midjabon, that's actually forbidden. Because like we explained at the beginning of the Perek, since people will get confused between a get and chalitza,
chalitza, just like after chalitza it's forbidden to do yibum, so too after a get it is forbidden to do yibum. But this person nevertheless did so. The halacha is that with Yabonon, he is forbidden to continue living with her, and therefore tzricha get, she requires a get from the yibum, and as well as that v'chalitza, she also requires chalitza, because with Yabonon it was forbidden to perform yibum. And there is a concept known as biopasula, which means that if it is forbidden to perform yibum, and they nevertheless perform yibum, so that yibum does not fulfill the mitzvah properly, and she still requires a chalitza to remove the zika and to allow her to marry somebody else. All right, next case, nosan get v'chola. 